With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Tennis.com podcast, and here's your host, Ed McGrogan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Tennis in 10 podcast. This is Ed McGrogan uh, here to recap the latest at the U.S. Open. Apologies for no podcast yesterday, uh, given the early morning hours that Vavrinka and Del Potro stretched out to and the fact that I was covering that match. Uh, the podcast just was not going to happen yesterday. So I hope, but all that said, I think last night's uh, quarterfinals between Andy Murray's loss, between the uh, early morning, really, marathon between Vavrink and Del Potro, it could have gone much longer. It only went four sets after all. And, it you know, so much going on that day. Uh, of course, Serena and Halep too. You know, in the in the middle of those stories, plenty on the site that I hope you did check out. I really like the work that we've been doing uh, during the term. I, I hope you guys do too. I hope you. Uh, and if you have any you know thoughts about it, let us know. I, I also want to really know about you know maybe your feelings on this tennis and ten format for the podcast uh, after the open as well. I think it's worked out. Uh, pretty nicely not too onerous but i think it gets the job done uh so that said i want to move right into the women's final which we know is now anjali kerber the new number one in the world come monday against carolina pliskova who uh defeats serena williams who denies her the shot at passing uh steffi graf with 23 grand slams who officially ends her reign at number one uh you know really i guess technically it is kerber who uh who really ends the reign but pliskova seals that outcome with a 6-2-7-6 victory in the semis you know second year in a row for serena to lose in the final four at the open uh it couldn't have come against two different more different players you had vinci last year who played all you know heavy slice? Who who varied up her shot making to really kind of flummox Serena? And against Pliskova this year, you know it was really her coming out party for for fans who hadn't seen her play. Uh, flat, 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 like the world is flat. Uh, truther style forehands, uh, backhand too, serve too. I mean. It's it's a matter of her. The timing has to be flawless, and when it is, you're getting you're getting a very very difficult challenge. And now, over the past two tournaments, which she won Cincinnati coming into the Open, and you know on her way to the final now in Flushing Meadows, she's defeated Kerber, she's defeated Muguruza, she's defeated Serena, and oh, 
if you didn't pick up on that, that's the previous three Grand Slam champions from this year. So it would be quite fitting for Pliskova to build on this victory. Um, Serena has been... Patrick Mortaglu, her coach, did want to uh, acknowledge that she, he was, she was not feeling um, at 100% given an injury. Uh, but, um, you know, also I'm, I'm looking kind of I'm trying to think back at, at Serena's game. It's just, you know, the serve was the big story of this match. It was what Serena was really unable to do on serve, which is so surprising and uncharacteristic. Um, and it was what Pliskova was able to do. Pliskova gave Serena one break point. And as I said in my piece on the match, you know, if Serena finishes with a conversion percentage of 100% uh, percent on break points, uh, she's winning that match, except when she only gets one of those opportunities. So she didn't get in until midway through the third set. Um, by that point, Pliskova really had established kind of the rhythm of... of she was dictating the rallies. Uh, this was not Serena... Um, hugging the baseline and, and really calling the shots with this. Uh, you had a lot of answers from Pliskova, a lot of, in, you know, a lot of assertiveness and a lot of trust in her shots. You, that's one thing that we so often see against Serena Williams is players really not trusting what's gotten them there in the first place. And that was not the case with Pliskova at all, who... You know who would go down the line with a forehand. Who would, you know, who would be who'd be happy to trade back and forth backhands with Serena, um, because she, you know, clearly had confidence in her strokes. And by this point, why not? Um, you know, her her answers to her her responses to some of the questions post match are very matter of fact. I think that's just kind of her style in general, but it goes along with her game. Uh, that it's a player who kind of who has one who is very focused who has one track um and we saw really the best of it tonight against Serena Williams who uh who will seed the number 1 rank as it says to Angelique Kerber uh Kerber you know after Serena's match goes on to defeat Caroline Wozniacki um and she was now in her third grand slam final of the season and no matter what happens um to Kerber in the final, and I, I'm I'm expecting, quite honestly, a more competitive match than what we saw from Serena and Pliskova tonight. I, I think you know anybody who is really sort of doubting who who is not on um, you know the belief that Kerber is really one of the game's uh, five best players by now, you know rankings whatever they may be. Uh, this you know. This run at the slams for her has just been fantastic. And it's it's really, you know, the issue with her and her career was, I think, consistency within the game and within, you know, the points. But it was not consistency from tournament to tournament. And certainly Kerber has turned that around this year. Um, she really had not a lot, not too much trouble with Wozniacki tonight. It took a 4-0 lead, had a point for 5-0, ended up actually winning that set 6-4. Uh, so it went a little bit deeper than you might have thought and wins at 6-4, 6-3. Um, Kerber versus Pliskova in the women's final. 
and we'll talk a little bit more about that tomorrow, you know, the day before, once, once we know the men's final as well. And, you know, while we're here, I do want to I do want to get just briefly into the men's semis. We didn't have really a chance to after yesterday's events. Uh, first up tomorrow is Djokovic versus Monfils, 3 p.m. Eastern, followed by Nishikori and Vavrinka. Um, Djokovic and Monfils, it's... Um, it's funny, I don't remember them playing each other that often. By this stage of the, of the tournament, you're often you know, seeing lots of matchups that you recall uh, beforehand. And, you know, this one's an interesting case given that I wouldn't say Djokovic has... Uh, we know that I think he's coming into this match probably the most confident he's been all tournament and he hasn't played much all tournament as, as has been well documented um for Monfils you know the the story is that this is a this is a more dedicated player this is someone who realizes the talents that he has and the opportunity that's in front of him and I I do uh, hope that that might come you know and bring forth something of really an unexpected result uh, at this game and in, in this match, because I still really give a very sizable edge to this Djokovic. Um, you know, it's it's really been a tournament where Djokovic, truthfully, I think, has been overlooked, uh, and that's you know a lot because of things out of his control, of course. But I think we may finally see um, something of the Djokovic that we've, you know, have really been watching for the past couple of years. Um, you know, I, I think that as much as Monfils realizes what's in front of him, Djokovic does too. And, you know, to, to take another step up toward the uh, the ranks of, of Roger and Rafa in the Grand Slam title count with two more wins is a huge chance for him. Match afterward, Vavrinka and Renishikori. Um... This one, you know, given how well Stan played against Del Potro, I do like Stan in this. You know, certainly Nishikori against Murray, that's that, that's equally as impressive a victory, probably more so given Murray's form. But I am going to go with Vavrinka here. Um, both experience at this level, but I think Stan, you know, kind of just, you know, when he's clicking, it's tough for anyone to beat. So uh, we'll stop there for now. We'll talk tomorrow on the Tennis and 10 podcast. Thank you for listening. You've been enjoying the Tennis.com podcast. For all the latest news and events, head over to Tennis.com.